Just a quick content warning for today's episode. There is mention of murder and gore, so if you're not okay with that, now's your time to click off. Other than that, let's start this t- today's episode. <laughs> Hi, guys. We're back from our week-long break. Um, and, and then we're actually about to go on another one. Yeah, so this is the last week before our fall break. So so you won't get another episode um, next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> so today we're actually going to switch it up and... I'm going to go first. Woo! Yay! Yay! So I'm doing the case of Gianni Versace. Um, we have talked about American Crime Story produced by um, Ryan. Ryan Murphy yeah. a couple times on this podcast. And we've definitely talked about Darren Chris mm-hmm. playing Andrew Cunanan. Um, so now you get to like actually know the story. When Gianni Versace was found shot to death on the front steps of his his Miami mansion on July 15th, 1997, several different theories circulated about who could have been responsible. Versace was one of the most iconic fashion designers of the 1980s and the 90s, which made him very wealthy and well-known. Some speculated that his murder may have been the result of a mob hit. However, suspicion quickly turned to Andrew Cunanan, a man who was already on the run from the police for several similar murders. Cunanan, who was 27 at the time, had a troubled childhood, but grew up to be extremely charming. He was known for getting romantically involved with older, wealthy men in order to finance his desire for a lavish lifestyle. However, these men eventually cut Cunanan out of their lives, which not only angered him, but threatened his financial stability, since he relied on them for money. Authorities believe that this downward spiral to the stressor Authorities believe that this downward spiral was the stressor which caused Cunanan to go on a spree of murders in April 1997, beginning with two men in Minnesota with whom he had previous relationships. After these murders, Cunanan fled to Miami, killing two more men along the way with whom he had no apparent connections. Cunanan was able to evade authorities in Miami for over two months and was even placed on the FBI most wanted list in June. On the morning of July 15th, he waited outside of Versace's mansion until the designer returned home from his morning walk and shot him twice in his head. It didn't take long for police to identify Cunanan as a prime suspect. While there was no verified connection between Cunanan and Versace, Cunanan claimed to have met him at a party in San Francisco in 1990 and revered the designer as a role model. As a rich and famous proudly gay man living the extravagant life of a superstar, Versace exemplified everything Cunanan wanted to, wanted but didn't have. Furthermore, Versace matched the profile of Cunanan's previous victims. As a result, inve- investigators quickly linked Versace's death to Cunanan's now infamous spree and began hunting the fugitive in Miami. On July 24th, eight days after the Versace, after Versace was murdered. Police responded to a 911 call reporting gunshots on a houseboat and found Cunanan's body having turned the gun used to kill Versace on himself. But just to clarify, like mm-hmm. he killed them like while like he was outside of his house or he's walking outside yeah, of his house. Yeah, it was like right in front of his house. Um, Andrew in Cunanan. Miami, yeah. yeah, Andrew Cunanan was waiting. Like he knew his he knew the like routine that Gianni Versace followed, and he knew that he went on morning walks. So he just waited for his, um, like, 
his um for him to come out yeah and um what year was it, it was 1997 1997 mm-hmm. so it's like right in the peak of like all of these infamous like celebrity like um yeah like i forgot what year uh the oj simpson one was mm-hmm. um i know it's definitely in the 1990s yeah um let me are you gonna search it up no no you no. can you can so i don't know off the top of my head okay. but it is in the 1990s and yeah uh again with american um true crime crime story that ryan murphy has been doing they're on their third season now mm-hmm. but all the stuff has i've seen has been in the 1990s uh, the first is O.J. Simpson, then the Gianni Versace, and then now the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, like, knew. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, like, knew uh, Gianni Versace had gotten, like, murdered, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know <laughs> all the details behind it. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And I haven't watched the show yet. I think I watched um, a couple episodes, but it's been a while. Yeah, have you I, watched it? Yeah, I have. I, it's definitely my favorite season because the way that it plays around with like cinematography and like colors and aesthetic, it really screams like '90s. Like they they put you right into the '90s. I feel like um, the O.J. Simpson trial was 1995. Yeah, so it was like very shortly after O.J. Simpson. But yeah, and so like I think in the show, uh, they did paint it as like that Andrew Cunanan and um, Gianni Versace had met, but they like painted it as like Andrew Cunanan became like obsessed with um, Gianni Versace and like believed that he was actually like in love with him. And but like right, like I think in the show they mostly painted out as um, Andrew Cunanan is like. Uh, not a but like a sociopath. Is that what is it the like one that has no feelings, that feels uh, no remorse? Yeah, I think that might be it because like a sociopath is like oh a sociopath is someone who has like no emotion, like mm-hmm. Ted Bundy. Yeah, like he yeah. did not feel anything while killing those girls except probably Joy. Yeah, which is th- not good. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's how they painted him out to be. In the they also like painted him as like obsessive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we obviously don't have, like, any evidence that he was obsessive over, like, Gianni Versace and, um, you know, people like that. And Darren Chris played who? I, I'm so Andrew sorry. Andrew Cunanan. Andrew he, Cunanan. He played the Andrew Cunanan. Oh, I actually um, want to see. Who played uh, Gianni Versace? Do you remember? Some, like, old man. Oh. <laughs> some old white man. Okay, I'm looking up what Andrew Cunanan actually looked like. And seeing if Dan Chris, Ew. oh wow, he Dan Chris actually really did look like him. Yeah, like in this new uh, new episode, this new season mm-hmm. of the impeachment series, um, the guy that plays Bill Clinton is actually a British actor. Mm-hmm. Or I don't, he's um, he's not American. He has like I, I don't know if it's Irish or Scottish, um, but he has some sort of accent. But it's really weird because he like um, has Bill Clinton's accent like down to a T. Yeah, it's creepy almost. I need. I still need to watch it. I feel like we always we always come back around to American Horror Story or American yeah. Crime Story. Yeah. And I feel really Speaking bad. Speaking of which, I just I I've been just rewatching Murder House because it's my favorite season. Yes, it's the best season objectively. I think they mm-hmm. really knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. and then they sort of lost their way. But mm-hmm. now that's now it's like hot take. <laughs> 
I also like Asylum. I haven't watched it in a while, though. Asylum I mean, it's good. definitely, like, it, more the disturbing side. Yeah, it's it's definitely um hard to watch um, because, obviously, um, not only are the mentally, like, um, challenge, I don't, like, but there's, like, they paint, like, mentally challenged people, like, they put them through, like, a lot of torture and, like, it's, like, really hard to watch for that part. And, like, also... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took... Well, I don't know if I ever, like, finished it, but I eventually, like, heard stuff that happened because it was just... Right. Some of the scenes were just very disturbing to watch. Yeah. That's why I watched... I watched uh, Kevin first because it was really popular and, like, some of my friends were watching. Yeah. So we just did, like, a watch party and then we watched Murder House because I... That one also had a lot of popularity. Right. And then I also uh, watched Hotel and... Uh, obviously asylum i feel like coven also has some very hard to watch scenes yeah definitely. with madame lalaurie who I we remember, did talk about last time yeah because i before watching uh american horror Story, like i knew obviously it's gonna be horror it's gonna be scary it's mm-hmm. gonna be kind of gory but i didn't know it was like that yeah <laughs> like obviously like they have like like language use but that's not like my main thing um like cuss words and whatnot right but she also did say rachel slurs yeah which she I, definitely did yeah um, and it was honestly kind of sad because Kathy Bates is, like, a really good actor. And so it's just hard for me to, like, separate Madame Lollery from Kathy Bates. Yeah, because um, – and also Kathy Bates did a phenomenal job in Hotel. So great. But, um, yeah, anyways, back to uh, Coven. Because mm-hmm. uh, she tortures slaves that she keeps in her attic of her house. Um, and that was – it's, like, one of the opening scenes, like, one of the first yeah. scenes you see in – this uh, the season and I was like oh my god I was like I don't know if I want to continue yeah, this yeah it's a good season but I just had to get over that. yeah and sometimes I mean I think American Horror Story like is really great at what it does but sometimes it does feel like the um gore scenes are a little gratuitous and unnecessary also the topics yeah like especially on the topic of um Tr- uh, trigger warning, um, rape and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, I know yeah. it's a real thing that happens, like, in real times, and it's a very sad thing that we have to hear about. Right. But just having to see that. I'd yeah, it feels, like, very unnecessary. And so... And violent. Even if yeah. it's acting, I just feel like it's... I don't, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, that's I'm, not, why I'm not an actor or anything, yeah. but... That's why yeah. I have, like, a love-hate relationship with American Horror Story, so... Yeah. I feel like you definitely have house to, for looking at you. Yeah, you have to be strong-willed to watch that show, so. Yeah, because I, like, I knew, I was like, okay, like, obviously this is going to be already a little bit mature, and I was like, oh, no, I'm just that mature. Yeah, yeah, so. Anyways, <laughs> um, we, uh, yeah, we always talk about <laughs> I, I feel so, Story. I know, I feel so bad for our um, listeners mm-hmm. who don't, who have not seen American Horror Story. It's okay. We kind of explained the basis of it. Coven's the witches. Yeah. Murder House is the haunted house. Asylum, asylum is the, the asylum. <laughs> hotel is the hotel. You know, you kind of get the gist. Yeah. And I've talked about the most recent season, which... I have not started. If you... If a lot you, of you have a love-hate relationship If you do... It. Yeah. If you do... Or if you are, like, sensitive to topics, I feel like it's a good season to watch because it doesn't have a lot of, um, like, sensitive issues in it or... um. But, like, it, it's still, like, not great. It's definitely not the greatest season. But it's, like, I think it's be- – personally, I think it's better than Hotel. I hated Hotel. I so. didn't – I didn't I didn't know how to feel about it. A lot of people just kind of overhyped it because, like, oh, my God, Lady Gaga is – Right, like, right. I mean, like, yeah, she looked gorgeous, but <laughs> – Yeah. 
That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't like Evan Peters. That is his name? Hot take. Wow, that is so controversial. No, not in that, like in that season. I don't oh. like him. Sorry. I also didn't... As James March. Also, let me... <laughs> I need to clarify something with these, not viewers, listeners, listeners out there. Do not romanticize Tate Langdon. I swear. No, I see it all the time. No, please don't do it. I see it all the time. He is a menace. A menace. Was and is. Yes. Normal people scare me. They do. I need that shirt. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> so, now my story is going to be on the topic of Thanksgiving, since we're going on Thanksgiving, or it's known as fall break next week. Yeah. So, yeah, mine covers uh, Thanksgiving murder, and it still remains a mystery, so still. What would you call it? Cold case? Yeah. Yeah. Like, unsolved. Also, <laughs> this is embarrassing, guys. I still don't know what day Thanksgiving is. I just know it's on a Thursday because Black yeah. Friday is the day after, but I don't know what. The I have to. I have to I work don't. on Black Friday. So it's do the twenty fifth. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. Th- this one takes place in Houston, Texas, um, in nineteen ninety six. So on November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six, um, a bunch of families in Houston they're gathering at a dinner table, just having a Thanksgiving feast. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and Kristen Wilson's family was one of the people who were supposed to show up. Uh, but as the food was, like, being made and, like, about to be served out on the table, Kristen's family still, had, Kristen still hadn't arrived. Um, being late, so Kristen's mom and dad decided to go from Katie to Kristen's apartment complex in the southwest area of Houston to go check on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Barbara Wilson and her husband arrived at their daughter's home. Kristen's door happened to be unlocked. Barbara said they had entered in the hallway, calling Kristen's name, you know, looking for her. And then Bob entered Kristen's room, and he started screaming. Um, he, it was just hysterical. That's what had Barb said. Mm-hmm. Well, he, Kristen's father, it was just hysterical. Kristen Wilson was 29 years old and was strangled and, um possibly assaulted, uh, according to the Houston Police Department. Investigators say she fought off the assailant and broke several of Kristen's fingernails, which either ripped or cut her top. Sorry, I hate, like, hearing about fingernails and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then, according to the police, it became clear someone was waiting for Kristen. She was obviously being watched. Kind of like Wait, so is Kristen a guy or a girl? I think the article, but like him, but they're talking about her, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's really weird. Um, so 25 years after Kristen's murder, the Houston Police Department gave some exclusive photos of the crime scene, revealing details that had never been discussed publicly. Until now, detectives said that the killer had likely arrived before Kristen had gotten home from grocery shopping for her Thanksgiving dinner. Um, letting himself or herself into the first floor of her apartment by reaching through a cat door in Kristen's screen window. What? Yeah, and then removing the window frame. A cat door? What? <laughs> that must be pretty tiny, right? Yeah, because cats are smaller than dogs. Yeah. So it's smaller than a doggy door. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> That's so weird. Very odd. The police say that the person cut her phone cord and unscrewed her light bulbs, making sure the apartment had stayed dark. Um, like, if Christian were to, like, flip the switch. Which is very scary. Um, and then there was something else that was disturbing. The way oh. the killer had left her body, her legs were crossed at the ankles, 
Her hands laid in her lap like she had been positioned. According to a um, HPD detective named Richard Rodriguez, he noted that all the murders that I've had where the victim was uh, sexually assaulted, the legs were apart. This particular case, they weren't. Ooh. Yeah. No witnesses heard anything. No cameras caught the killer leaving. And 25 years later, again, this case is still unsolved. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Detectives also haven't... Dis- also... Ha- oh, my gosh. Detectives have also discovered not all the evidence collected from the crime scene was tested. Decades later, there's promising work to be done and persons of interest to um, come up to the surface. But uh, one of the most invaluable parts of the... Oh, sorry. So they didn't test all of the DNA? Doesn't look like it. What? Well, it says... Um, uh, the three men in her life who each submitted their DNA weeks after Christian's murder, the testing cleared them as suspects, but since then, DNA technology has improved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of the most invaluable parts of this investigation is Christian's own voice. Her diary, her journal, was found packed away with old photographs and memories revealing what was going on during the months and years before she was murdered, revealing secrets her family didn't even know. And then her cousin said, I think we owe it to Kristen to keep pushing for answers. At the end of the day, no one else is going to do it for us. No one else has the motivation. There are dozens, hundreds of cold case files sitting around in some way. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's See? all that they know. Yeah. That is crazy. That I mean, hopefully they solve it soon because I know that, like, we talked about it. I remember. I think it was one of my cases I've done, but where they like finally solved it like like decades decades later so i'm hoping that i that's just really like wild to me Mm -hmm. especially um how like she was positioned yeah that's mm -mm, that's horrifying no yeah like she was like positioned like a corpse yeah, they said the position, like, sitting, like, yeah. kind of like this, like, legs crossed, hands in lap, like, I'm guessing in some chair somewhere in, in her apartment. That's, oh, my God. And, like, they, it didn't, obviously, they don't know who it is. They said himself, herself. Right. Cut all the phone cords, like, basically cutting off all, like, communication. Right. Connection. And, and that, like, all of the This is 1997, lights? so, like, obviously, like, we didn't have as much technology where you could just, like, call 911. Yeah, and, like, cutting off all the lights and everything. Ooh. Yeah. That's strange. It's the same year as the Gianni Versace one. Yeah. And, well, I'm guessing the Gianni Versace one was probably before this one. Because this one was, like, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just wanted to choose a Thanksgiving one because fall break's about to come out. Yeah. Or come up. And then last year, I think we did one uh, around Christmas break where we did all those, like, uh, Christmas themed murders, like a bunch of like a bunch of Santa involved ones, mm-hmm. a bunch of wintry esque ones. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Again, we won't be re- recording next week due to fall break, but we'll see you in December. Well, that that will be December, won't it? That's so weird. I think that'll be, yeah, that'll be December. Ugh. December's that close? Yeah, I feel like November went really quick, and October. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we'll be recording on a Monday, I believe. Yeah. I was double-checking. <laughs> yeah, no. it'll Okay, when we record, it'll be November. But when, <laughs> but we when release the episode, the episode goes up, it'll be December. It'll be December. Not so, to expose ourselves. <laughs> so next time y'all hear us, it will be December. 
And then mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up again. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you not next week, but the week after. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>